Welcome to Cleaning Up, a podcast about all things business, commercial cleaning and franchising. Each episode, we bring new insights on growing and building a janitorial business. We discuss business, franchising and all things cleaning. Here's your host, Damien Boehm. G'day and welcome to another episode of Cleaning Up. I'm Damien Bohm. I'm your host, and today I'm going to be talking about franchising a commercial cleaning business. And what I mean by franchising is not buying a franchise business, but converting a cleaning business into a franchised operation that recruits franchisees. I'm going to cover why you'd want to franchise a cleaning business why running a cleaning business the traditional way is so hard, especially after you reach about half a million dollars, and what steps you would need to take if you were going to franchise a cleaning business. Now, before you even consider franchising a cleaning business, you've got to have worked out some fundamentals uh, that are needed to run any successful cleaning business, no matter what the size. And the first one is how to win cleaning contracts and how to do that consistently, predictably, and profitably. We talk about that in other podcast episodes and also how to keep those cleaning contracts. It's a rare cleaning business that's worked out how to do both well. But let's assume you've got both of those fundamentals down and you've worked them out in your business. If you know how to win commercial cleaning contracts and you can keep them, the question is, why would you bother franchising out your business? You could just get staff and keep on winning cleaning contracts, right? Well, in a sense, you are right. And that's exactly the business that a prospective franchisee wants and buys into. And there's no need, in my opinion, to franchise out your business if you plan on turning over less than $500,000 a year, say, in cleaning contracts. At this size, a cleaning business is manageable. You can directly oversee the cleaning, manage staff, you can liaise with your own clients. It can be a profitable little business. It is going to involve hands-on management. It's likely that you will still be around to at least supervise the cleaning if you're not cleaning yourself. And you would be definitely training and hiring your own staff, inspecting sites for quality control, rostering shifts, and communicating with your clients on, say, a daily basis. Once you reach around half a million dollars, even if you're not the one doing the cleaning yourself, you're going to have a full-time job just looking after the non-cleaning parts of the business. It's at this point in the business it that things start to become difficult, especially if you want to continue growing. If you want to grow the business, someone's got to go out and quote for cleaning contracts. And if this is not you, you're going to be hiring a salesperson unless you don't mind growing slowly because you're already stretched with all the operational and admin tasks of the business. Fitting in a quote here or there is just about all you can do. If you do decide to do the selling yourself full-time, you're going to need to hire someone to take over the operational and administrative roles. So you're going to be losing profit as soon as you decide that you want to grow the business. It gets worse. 
If you win a cleaning contract, you'll need to use your existing income or external funds to start that account. Commercial cleaning is account-based cleaning, and that's great. Um, It means that we can add contracts on a monthly basis, and there's all these great reasons why we love commercial cleaning, and we talk about that in other episodes. But there is one disadvantage, and that is clients typically pay monthly accounts 30 or 60 days from the end of the month. What this means is that you'll need to cover overheads, equipment, and cleaner salaries for up to 60 or 90 days before payment. Now, there are ways to reduce this payment gap, uh, but it's always going to exist in a commercial cleaning business. And this starts what I call a negative cash flow cycle. You decide to grow, you hire some sales and management staff, you're going to lose profit immediately. Then you go out and win some more clean contracts. You've got to now find the money to fund the startup costs of those new accounts. This is a sunk cost. Let's say, for example, you win a $10,000 per month account and you win that on a 20% gross margin. So that means uh, it's costing you $8,000 a month to service that account and you are making $2,000 a month in profit from it. If that client doesn't pay for 60 days, you're going to have to outlay $16,000 before that account starts paying for itself. That's two lots of $8,000. That's your cost to service that client. It's now going to take another eight months before you start to get that money back. Okay, because it's going to be $16,000. That's a sunk cost. You've got to times that by eight payments of $2,000. That's your profit. And that adds up to $16,000. So at the end of 10 months, you'll start seeing a return on that initial outlay. And it gets worse, I'm afraid. Because as you grow you're going to start needing different types of people in your team. Someone who trains your cleaners. Then you've got to have somebody who's going to take care of your invoicing accounts. You need a client or account manager, a supervisor, a business development manager. All this was manageable when the business was small and you could take on these tasks yourself. And even if you weren't very skilled at any one of these tasks, your passion and enthusiasm, because, hey, the buck stops with you. You're the business owner. That was enough to get you through, but you can't expect the same level of enthusiasm from employees. And, of course, this assumes that you know exactly what you're doing. You've got high client retention rates, and every part of your business is documented and systemized. Let's be honest, this doesn't describe the majority of businesses that are turning over less than a million in revenue. It's not until a cleaning business, say, passes around about $3 million that it has enough infrastructure to continue growing at a steady pace while still paying the owners some profits. Uh, Because of these cash flow constraints, I call this journey from half a million to $3 million in revenue, the cleaning business valley of death. Most never get to the other side. And if you don't have outside capital, it's 
near impossible to do this without a 10 or 20 year horizon. You've got to slowly build your way to it. And even once you've passed $3 million in revenue, the rate of your growth is always going to be constrained by access to outside capital or or internal capital to start these new accounts. So when cleaning businesses hit the ceiling, and of course, depending on the types of accounts the business has, this can happen when the business reaches just $300,000 in revenue, right up to a million dollars in revenue, a lot of cleaning businesses decide it makes more sense to stay small than to go broke getting big. What I've just described is the typical commercial cleaning business, the traditional model of running a commercial cleaning business as they start to grow their business beyond half a million dollars. A master franchise, if you set it up correctly, is not going to face any of these challenges. See, what a master franchise does, and certainly a master franchise uh, like the Urban Clean Regional, uh, you're going to do just a number of tasks and it's going to free you up and it's also going to give you some clear advantages from running a traditional business. So typically what you'll be doing is recruiting franchises. They're going to be giving you tens of thousands of dollars normally to get set up in their business. Yes, you'll need to go out and get them some cleaning contracts. You'll need to train them and coach them, but you're going to receive a percentage of all of their income and revenue now. Uh, You get to sell them cleaning contracts, and they're going to be the ones who are going to go out and manage the client relationships and manage their own cleaning teams. So in a model like this, staff are completely optional. You're not responsible for cleaner salaries, supervisors, or account managers. Your franchisees are going to be the ones who clean themselves or employ, train, and manage their own cleaners. They're the ones who are going to be liaising and communicating with their clients. So you don't have any of that Monday morning mayhem that's typical with a commercial cleaning company where all of the complaints are coming into your inbox And you've got to sort out any of the dramas that happened in the preceding nights. That's not the case. You're you're going to be training instead your franchisees how to manage those relationships, how to manage their cleaners, how to do a great job, how to communicate properly with their customers. And in a future podcast, we're definitely going to be covering how to be proactive, managing accounts so you're not reactive, just putting out fires, because that's not the way to run a business of any size. Now, cash flow isn't a problem anymore if you follow a model like this, because you in fact get paid money when you win accounts. And because franchisees aren't employees and they're not subcontractors, they're going to get paid when the clients pay them. You're not going to be responsible for their payments. And you don't need to buy machinery or cleaning equipment. Your franchisees are going to do all of that. And what this means for you is that you can just get on with growing and building a business, winning more cleaning contracts without worrying that you'll grow faster than your cash flow allows. Uh, In a model like this, you benefit from what some people have called OPM and OPT, so other people's money and other people's time. So the question is how you build such a system. You're going to need three things to do it. The first is a predictable method of winning 
cleaning contracts. The second is a way to package this up as an attractive ready-made business with cleaning accounts. And the third is a scalable, manageable system to support your franchisees and help grow their business. So I'm going to cover each of these three things, give you a list, and don't worry because we will be covering these topics in greater detail in future episodes. So let's talk about the first thing that you've got to have in your business to franchise a cleaning business. And that's a predictable method of winning cleaning accounts. So you ready? Here's the list. You've got to identify the most profitable target market. Basically, what customers you want in your business and who you want to avoid. Next, you've got to identify that target market's list of needs. You've got to articulate those needs. I think of the market as a genius and a moron at the same time. Know what they want, but they don't know how to tell you. I think Henry Ford said it best when he said, if I asked people what they wanted, they would have told me a faster horse. Next, you've got to design solutions around those articulated needs. You've got to crystallize an offering. You've got to create a sales system that demonstrates undeniably that you can deliver on those outcomes. You have to have a cost-effective activity-based marketing method that predictably builds a pipeline of new business that converts into sales. I've covered... um, The process I recommend in another podcast, which is how to win commercial cleaning contracts. And you've got to understand also how to supplement your main activity with some online, digital, LinkedIn, database nurturing. And uh, we'll cover all of those topics in future podcasts. You have to create a quoting system. You have to be able to price jobs. You have to have a CRM and a sales dashboard. So that covers what's needed to have a predictable method of acquiring cleaning contracts. Next, you got to package this up into a highly attractive, ready-made business. And there's a few things that are technical that you've got to get right, like preparing your franchise documentation. You've got to know what terms, fees, conditions, what expectations you're going to have of your new franchisees and what they can expect from you. You need to have an understanding of what the market's going to accept in terms of um, fees and percentages, but also what fees you need to make sure your business remains viable all at the same time providing your franchisees with a strong return on their investment. You've got to have a reliable and cost-effective means of marketing the franchise opportunity. You've got to demonstrate undeniably, so there's got to be no question in your franchisee's mind that you can win cleaning contracts. And the best thing is that once you're able to do that and you can show them a method Uh, a track record of winning accounts, Uh, they can invest money with you before you even win those cleaning contracts. So it's not like you have to go out and win the business before you can recruit a franchise. You can show to them how you go about winning cleaning contracts. They'll invest in that and you will deliver on the promise to win them that business. 
Next, you've got to design a recruitment process that's an educational journey. You don't want to just be recruiting anybody. You don't want just someone who can fog a mirror, uh, have just got money but no clue. You want to get great people in your business and you also need to educate them as they enter the business. So I like to think of the first interactions that I have with a prospective uh, franchisee as my first coaching sessions. I am going to not just tell them about the business, but I actually want to tell them how to make the business work for them and uh, the best way to go about it if they want to be successful in it. You've got to design a setup and then support model where franchisees are going to take on full responsibility for operating their business. So they know that they're responsible for the success or failure. You're going to arm them for success. You're going to give them the tools and the resources and the coaching and support for them to do that. But ultimately, it's their responsibility. And that leads us to the third step that you've got to have in your business if you want to franchise it out and that's creating leverage for yourself okay so you want to create time for yourself you don't want having franchisees to be as burdensome as having teams of employees and managing teams of employees these guys have got to be able to operate their business without you even though you are there to support you don't want to be the middle person between clients and your franchisees you don't want to manage the business for them Um, you want and you want even some of them to go out and expand the business on their own so what we're talking about is having a scalable manageable system for support And that comes down to a few things. You've got to create a selection criteria for prospective franchisees, okay? So it's easier easier to coach a winning team when you've got winning players on it. Be careful about recruiting anybody who can fog a mirror. You want to be selective and you want to know who is likely to be an asset in your business and who's not. And that comes down to having a great franchise selection process. Next, you've got to have online reference tools such as training manuals and procedures. And uh, this is probably what you typically understand as a franchise. But as you can see, it's just one component of fully franchising out your business. But this is an absolute. You must have them in place. And they do take time uh, to develop. Uh, They sometimes take years to fully create uh, and they're a distillation if you like of all of your knowledge your experience of running a successful profitable cleaning business you've got to have an effective training and onboarding program for your new franchisees too and i touched on this a few times and it's really important that's nurturing a culture of responsibility blame excuses and denial should not be a normal thing in your business in fact everybody should be taking control of their business, being responsible for their business and accelerating the growth of their business because they've got an exceptional franchise system. Next, you've got to have a systemized process for support. You want to get to the stage where when your franchisees are up and running in the business, all the processes, all the systems of support are so good that all you need is a 15-minute 
monthly check-in to make sure that they're running the business well. Now, obviously, uh, some of your franchisees may be expanding their business rapidly and you're going to be stepping in and be more involved, but they're making more money for themselves and therefore making more money for you. So you're happy to do that. But for those franchisees who may just be servicing their own accounts and not growing at a rapid pace, then you want to be there more in a support capacity and allowing the system and all the manuals and processes that have already been set up to do most of the heavy lifting for their support. And lastly, you want to have what is often called an integrated management system. And that's there so you can be improving, that you've got feedback, internal feedback, as well as external feedback, So you're constantly making improvements to the business and having uh, feedback loops to to improve processes, to improve the customer service experience, to improve the uh, franchisee's success rates in your business. Uh, And this allows for ongoing continuous improvement and it's related to ISO certification and accreditation. So there you have it, folks. You've got a three-step system to franchising out your business. I'm going to be honest with you, though. If you're looking at doing this yourself, you're going to be looking at a minimum of a two-year process. I would say a minimum spend of about half a million dollars to get it right. And it took me much longer and I spent a lot more money getting it right in our business. Good news is I've got a shortcut for you and it's called the Urban Clean Regional Master Franchise. We've done all of that hard work for you. We help existing cleaning businesses convert into master franchises. We also help people who have no background in commercial cleaning and don't have a cleaning business but have sales and management experience and want to get started in their own business. If this is you, be sure to have a look at the show notes for some more information or to reach out to us. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast also so you don't miss out on the amazing content that I've got in store for you. You may have noticed, particularly with this podcast, I went through a lot of topics rapidly. In future podcasts, we're going to deep dive into these topics as well as cover a lot more about cleaning and franchising. See you at the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Cleaning Up Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do. This podcast has been brought to you by Urban Clean, a commercial cleaning franchise with opportunities available globally. Check us out at www.urbanclean.com.au. Stay tuned for our next episode.